It's time for Fed Talk, the live show for Feds in the Know. From federal agencies to Capitol Hill, the attorneys of Shaw, Bransford, and Roth bring in experts from across the federal community to bring you inside the issues. Fed Talk is meant to provide general information about legal issues. However, the views expressed in this program are not intended to provide legal counseling. Listeners are cautioned not to rely upon any statements made in resolving legal issues they may face, but instead to consult with their own attorney about specific situations. Attorneys are not engaged in providing legal services while appearing on the program and are not responsible in any manner for the consequences that may stem directly or indirectly from reliance on any statement made during this program. Good morning and welcome to Fed Talk. I'm your host, Jason Breifel. This morning, I'm joined by three guests from the National Park Service, uh, the local units here in the D.C. area. I'm uh, going to be talking about some of the big initiatives going on in the Park Service nationally, but also a special treat for our guests here in the D.C. area, talking about uh, activities and offerings here in the area that uh, are, are right in our backyard, but that folks might not be taking full advantage of or, or, or know what's going on. Um, so we're, we're happy to have uh, Jenny Anselmo Sarles. She's the spokesperson for the National Park Service in the Capital Region here. Uh, Lee Snook, the Chief of Interpretation, Education, and Outreach at Rock Creek Park. And Samantha Zerba, the Volunteer Program Manager at Harpers Ferry National Historic Park. Um, Jenny, uh, Lee, and Samantha, thanks so much for being here th- with us this morning. Thank, Thank you. you. Good morning. Um, well, you know, like I said, I'd, I'd like to, before we talk about our, our local units here um, from, from the experts at those parks, Jenny, I'd like you to kind of help us start off this conversation talking about some of the, the big initiatives going on on the Park Service, uh, including the, the centennial that we have coming up next year. Absolutely. The National Park Service turns 100 years old in 2016, and we get to celebrate 100 years of that phenomenal legacy. But we also need to look toward the next 100 years. Our goal in the centennial is to connect with and create the next generation of park visitors, supporters, and advocates. And we're looking for new and innovative ways to do that. We're looking to park neighbors and communities to get involved in their parks uh, and help us care for these places for the next 100 years. One of my favorite quotes is from uh, Pulitzer Prize winning author Wallace Stigner. And he said, national parks are the best idea we ever had. Absolutely American, absolutely democratic, and they reflect us at our best rather than our worst. And that's what we get to celebrate in 2016. I really love that that quote as well. It it, it truly is something that's uh, uh, a national treasure that we have here. When I uh, finished school, my wife and I, now wife, went on a big trip around the country camping through national parks and forests. And it uh, really does give you an appreciation for for what we have out there, and uh, I know that there's a, a new initiative, the Kid in Every Park initiative, that that's being rolled out to um, try and make sure that uh, every fourth grader has an uh, opportunity to um, get into a park this year, and and their families. Do you, you want to tell us a little bit more about that? Absolutely, this is really exciting. President Obama launched this summer every Kid in a Park, and with the goal of Um, giving access for every fourth grader in the United States and their family to visit all national parks across the country and and all public lands uh, to get out, visit these places, explore. You know, right now, young people are spending more time in front of screens than outside. And every kid in a park seeks to bridge this growing disconnect between the next generation and the great outdoors by encouraging people to come have these valuable experiences in parks. So kids can go online, families can go online, teachers can go online to doi.gov slash every kid 
to learn about how you can get a free year-long pass to all of America's public lands and, and get out and enjoy it. And, and you mentioned that it's not only the, the national parks, but all, all public lands. Uh, is, so this includes also wildlife refuges, Bureau of Reclamation, Bureau of Land Management. Absolutely. Absolutely. All public lands uh, under the Department of the Interior are very similar to um, the national public lands pass that we have right now. And, and maybe Sam can talk about some of the things that Harper's Ferry is doing um, to engage fourth graders out near them. Absolutely. Um, so at Harper's Ferry, we have a, a really outstanding education program that has been doing this type of thing for a long time. So we were just really, really excited about this. Um, the fourth grade initiative is um, cool because fourth grade is a really crucial age for youth. Um, and like Jenny mentioned, you know, a lot of youth are not getting outdoors like some of us did when we were young. So um, at Harper's Ferry, we have reached out to a lot of schools in West Virginia already um, in our eastern panhandle, um, just 90 minutes from D.C. And um, we've also reached out to a lot of rural schools, which is really critical because, you know, there is the urban um, initiative going on right now, but rural kids need to get in national parks as well. Um, and in the state of West Virginia, like a lot of other states, uh, the transportation funding is really hurting. And it takes a lot, a lot of work to plan these uh, trips. So we reach out to teachers, provide them support, both funding and um, staff time to make sure these kids get in the parks in a big way. And what a great opportunity. You know, national parks are some of the greatest classrooms in the world. And so what an amazing opportunity to get kids out of the classroom, go to Harper's Ferry, learn about uh, battles during the Civil War, learn about that um, challenging time in our history and, and really bring it to life. You know, visit Rock Creek Park and learn about uh, the galaxies and the skies and the stars in the planetarium at their nature center. And, you know, whether it's learning about uh, owls by dissecting pellets of the food they <laughs> ate, you know, getting in, understanding getting dirty. the, yeah, absolutely getting yeah. dirty and, and a... looking at the ecosystem and what an amazing opportunity to engage in science and education outdoors. Um, we do a lot with the Park Stewards program where we actually um, bring school groups in and they do service projects throughout the year. And um, then we choose a couple of interns, high school age, who work with us throughout the summer and um, learn firsthand about water quality monitoring, among other topics. Great. And and Lee, what, what's going on here in, in, in the D.C. area here in Rock Creek Park uh, with our students and, and well, otherwise? One of the cool um, projects that we do is bridging the watershed, which is the Chesapeake watershed. And so we work with different agencies throughout the watershed to bring students, not just fourth graders, but different levels out to learn about different aspects of the watershed from the microvertebrates to the cleanliness of the water and what have you. So they can go to different areas, not just Rock Creek Park, but though we have a, a good program there, um, different national parks in the area, state parks, things like that. Um, and they can learn about the watershed at different ev levels, fourth grade, seventh grade, and on up. So it's a continuing education, multiple touches with the, the children so that they really engage uh, as often as possible um, with the environment. Great. Well, well thank you. We're going to dive into a little bit more after our next break on uh, not only uh, – opportunities for, for kids to get out, but also uh, all of those who are still young at heart and, and who want to be outside, whether it's just a, a hike with your dog uh, or uh, um, a, a long run or kayaking or, or any other type of uh, act outdoor activity. We'll talk about that uh, with our guests from the National Park Service after our first break. You're listening to Fed Talk on Federal News Radio, 1500 AM. 
Swimming pools can be lots of fun, but they can be dangerous too, especially for young children. Always practice simple safety steps to prevent tragedies. Fence all pools, teach kids to swim, and always watch them around water. No horseplay. Simple steps save lives. To learn new life-saving steps, visit PoolSafely.gov. A public service message from the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission. Welcome back to Fed Talk on Federal News Radio, 1500 AM. Today we're featuring a discussion about the offerings from our uh, D.C. area's uh, national parks, uh, including the uh, Rock Creek Park, uh, Harper's Ferry National Historic Park, uh, as well as the uh, other parks in the region here. Uh, there's, there's really so much to do um, here in the area, and we're, we're just going to dive right back into our conversation talking about the uh, various programs and activities that, uh, that are here right in our backyard in the D.C. area that um, folks often may uh, be taken for granted. Um, and I wanted to, to come back to you, um, Lee. I know that the um, Rock Creek is about to celebrate its 125th uh, anniversary. Um, it's, it's pretty incredible that we have this resource here in the nation's capital. Uh, what's going on around that, and, and, and what, what's go- what can folks take advantage of out at Rock Creek Park right now? Well, we've actually been celebrating all year since January. We kicked off the 125th anniversary of Rock Creek Park, and um, our culmination will be the, in September when we have our normal annual Rock Creek Park Day, September 27th. Um, but all year we've had a variety of different programming going on. Our partners, Rock Creek Conservancy, Dumbarton Oaks Conservancy, various partners have been doing uh, programs for us as well, celebrating the 125 years, the diversity of Rock Creek Park, which is really kind of the cool thing about the park. It has a little bit of something for everyone, and that's one of the reasons I really like the park. And Plus the accessibility. You don't have to drive 40, 50 miles to go for a nice hike in the woods. Uh, The Rock Creek has about 27 miles of hiking trails right inside uh, D.C. in the forest, and I don't think a lot of people know that. Um, We do have the only planetarium in the National Park Service, so on a regular basis, weekly, we have planetarium shows for kids and older folks uh, at the Nature Center. Um, We've got uh, a a working grist mill at Pierce Mill from the 1820s, and we grind corn every second and fourth Saturday of the month, so you can step back in time there. You can go back even further to the colonial days at the Old Stone House in Georgetown and and see what life was like for a middle-class family at that time. So there's really something for everybody, and that's what I think is really the nice thing about it. Um, We also, of course, have uh, the Carter Barron Amphitheater, which is actually celebrating its 65th anniversary this year. Um, our next show is um, August 14th with the military uh, jazz bands. So we'll have the Army, Navy, and Air Force bands there. So it's just a lot going on in there. So there's really something for everybody. Great. And I, I imagine that there's a, a calendar of events uh, up on your website. There is. If you go to www.nps.gov slash ROCR, um, we have lots of information on our calendar there everything that's happening. Great. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll learn some more uh, detail about that. Uh, Samantha, what's what's going on out at uh, Harpers Ferry National Historic Park that, that folks might be interested in? I know that uh, my friends and I often head out that way to, to enjoy some um, rafting out on the river. Sure. Um, well, as many of you probably know, uh, Harpers Ferry is known for its history, John Brown's raid, Civil War history, um, but we have all kinds of things going on especially outdoor recreation now, seems to be a big draw for folks. So as you mentioned, um, the river is a big hotspot. 
uh, rafting, kayaking, stand-up paddleboarding, um, even fishing. Uh, but hiking is also um, just amazing. Harper's Ferry, uh, the area, is just a hiker's paradise. So we have the Appalachian Trail Conservancy in Harper's Ferry, and the Appalachian Trail runs right through town. Um, and it is a national park. Not everyone realizes that. Uh, but in the park, we have a couple of really popular trails, which include Maryland Heights and Loudoun Heights. And they provide just really beautiful scenic vistas. So if you're looking to get out of the city, cool off a little bit, um, hike with your dog or your family, uh, it's really the place for you. Uh, we have a lot of really cool historic workshops and historic trades in the park. So you might get to learn about something like baking, um, blacksmithing. We even do a tin and metalsmith workshop, which is really fun. Um, so you can check those out on our association's website, which is harpersferryhistory.org. Um, and you can check out our park event schedule at um, nps.gov slash H-A-F-E. Um, so we hope that you'll come visit us. Um, we're ramping up for the centennial. Um, on National Public Lands Day, we'll have a big park event for that. So stay tuned on that one. And when is National Public Lands Day? Um, it's the weekend of um, September 26th. Great. And, and, and Jenny, I imagine that there's uh, events going on at, at most of the parks, not only here in the, in the D.C. area, but uh, around the nation for that event. Yeah, National Public Lands Day is a great way to engage volunteers in national parks. You know, these places are yours. They belong to you. How cool is that? National parks belong to each and every one of us. So take advantage of days like National Public Lands Day. Look on park websites. Go to nps.gov and find the park closest to you and look for opportunities to volunteer. You know, right here in D.C., maybe that's working with the Rock Creek Conservancy and helping remove English ivy or in Anacostia Park, working with one of our friends groups there, Kenilworth, uh, Kenilworth Park and Aquatic Gardens, to help clean up and remove trash from the river. I mean, we're seeing dramatic reductions, but we still need your help. We still need the community's help to um, continue to clean up, clean up parks and improve them for the future, help us maintain trails. And we're looking forward to a lot of these opportunities in the, in the next year to have people come out and explore and help take care of these places that belong to them. I, I really uh, appreciate that concept, and I know we'll, we'll get back to that towards the end of the show when we talk a little bit more about ways that folks can get involved, because uh, as, as you mentioned, uh, these really are resources that are owned by, by every citizen of this country, and uh, it's something that folks from all around the world come to America to, to visit our national parks and resources, not only here in the D.C. area while they're visiting our nation's capital, but but all around the country, and uh, taking ownership of that is is uh, important because uh, there the uh, we're really starting to fully understand the uh, economic benefits of um, the outdoor economy. Folks who want to go biking, hiking, kayaking, all these other activities outdoor. Um, it's it's not only the parks themselves, but the businesses and and spaces around them that that all benefit, and it's a a, a mutually beneficial re relationship for for so many folks. It, it really is, you know, and, and right here in the D.C. area, in the metropolitan Washington area, uh, is a perfect opportunity. People may think of parks like Rock Creek and Harper's Ferry as places around here to go and explore, to recreate and rejuvenate, but there are a lot of other places that um, the National Park Service touches and ways for people to find their park and experience their park every day. When people get off the metro at DuPont Circle, you're walking into a national park. Right there, you have an opportunity to learn about and understand the history of how Washington, D.C. was designed, 
um, and the layout for the city or, you know, go for a run along the Georgetown waterfront and um, look up at the the rolling hills of D.C. Uh, Triangle parks, you know, the, the Golden Triangle bid just won the Director's Partnership Award for 2015 for their support and innovation of programs at six parks in the Golden Triangle of D.C., so they're all around you. Get out, explore, um, get out on the river. You know, a lot of people think of getting out on the Potomac, but don't forget about the Anacostia River. You know, our friend um, Scott Kratz from the 11th Street Bridge Park is doing some incredible work. But one of the things he likes to say is, you know, for too long, the Anacostia has been hiding in plain sight. And right along the Anacostia, we have 43 species of fish, over 200 species of birds, it's a it's a natural paradise, but it's also a place to um, recreate, play ultimate frisbee, uh, run along the river trail, walk your dog. So, um, incredible places all across DC to to get out and experience the national parks. No, that you you make a great point about uh, Anacostia. Um, a, uh, some of the organizations that I uh, work with uh, outside my my role hosting Fed Talk here host a uh, public service 5K um, during Public Service Recognition Week at Anacostia every year for the past three years, and uh, the the efforts that are being um, undertaken over there to to develop that park to 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 um, build out some of the opportunities on the the waterway, the paths, the the trails. Um, it is really neat to be able to run along the river to see Nats Park right across um, to see the city, but it's it's really just so close. But uh, but folks often uh, don't don't take the time to to go over there and realize that we do have a pretty significantly uh, sized park uh, right here on on the east side of DC. We we do, you know, we really believe that Anacostia Park and the Anacostia River are poised for a renaissance. We want to challenge the negative perceptions from the past and take lessons from them and find motivation to make a better future. We want um, Anacostia Park and the Anacostia River um, to serve as a source of economic health and environmental benefits, as well as a cornerstone of community pride here in Washington, D.C. And we're working with a lot of partners and friends um, to help make Anacostia Park a model urban green space for our nation. I think there are a lot of really cool things to come uh, as we work to showcase Anacostia as an example of how well-managed park land can serve urban communities. Well, and mentioning urban communities, I wanted to, to kick it back over to, to Lee to, to see kind of how how Rock Creek envisions its its role as as an urban park, but 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 a pretty sizable park in the middle of a, a major metropolitan area. How how does the park uh, kind of bridge that gap between being in, a, in an urban area but also providing the natural amenities and protecting those natural amenities? And that's um, part of the 125th celebration. We have goals set for those to try and um, connect folks both virtually and physically with the park. We're working on um, bringing folks into the park so they can see what's there. It's in their backyard. I mean, it's really the capital's backyard um, and whether they know it or not, because the waterfront is part of Rock Creek Park, we have 99 sites throughout, more than just that main green space you see on the map. So, you know, you may be walking through one of those triangle parks that belongs to um, Rock Creek Park and not even know about it. So um, to connect you physically, to connect you virtually, so we have some social media going on so that folks that aren't in the D.C. area can also appreciate and understand the importance of Rock Creek Park. Um, we're looking to inspire folks, the next generation, those fourth graders, to come in and be part of the stewards for the Rock Creek Park. We'll be launching 
uh, a stewardship program on National Public Lands Day. It's sort of a 125th weekend that includes National Park, um, National Public Lands week, uh, Day on the 26th and then our celebration on the 27th. Um, so to get those folks that do use the park on a regular basis, those friends groups, those neighbors, so that they can, we can work together uh, to continue to uh, improve Rock Creek Park and continue to save it so that folks can um, enjoy it on a regular basis. Rock Creek Park is really special. It was, uh, you know, one of the first, if not the first, urban national park in the world, and certainly uh, in the United States. Uh, and what a special resource we have here in D.C. to find a spot, have a picnic along Rock Creek or um, take your dog for a walk in the park on leash, please. But um, get out and enjoy it in this, you know, it's a really important space. It's much larger than Central Park in New York. How much larger, Lee? Uh, several acres. Okay, right. <laughs> um, you know, and, and, and what a great, great opportunity right here to go for a run, go for a bike ride. Um, and it's an important part of protecting the wildlife and the plant life here in D.C., and making sure that the native animals have a place to live. You know, I heard yesterday someone submitted a photo of a coyote they saw in the park recently. People may not think about that. Rock Creek Park has had coyotes since 2004, wow. and they're an important part of the the health of the park. Yeah, it's a very important um, ecosystem right here that where you can go and see the natural landscape before D.C. was developed. Um, the the forest, the plants, the animals, the coyotes. I've seen one going through to, to work one early morning. Birding, I'm uh, just the species of bird that you can go and see is amazing. If, if you go to the nature center, not only do you see the birds, but you see the birders going to enjoy really early in the morning. So it's a really nice place to just sit, listen, watch, enjoy nature. Great. Well, we're going to pick up our conversation talking about the uh, local area national parks here uh, after uh, our next break. You're listening to Fed Talk on Federal News Radio, 1500 AM. Maybe it's time to take a fresh look at everything we thought we knew about landing a great job. For instance, perhaps great careers start at the middle school science fair instead of at the job fair. Because the fact is, the jobs of the future will be heavily geared towards science, technology, engineering, and math. In other words, STEM. So if you're a student, talk to your school counselor about STEM. If you're a parent, talk to your kids. A public service message from America's Navy. If you're a federal law enforcement officer, then you know to do your job, you tap inside sources. To have a voice on policy and legislation, you join FLIOA. And when you want federal law enforcement officer news and up-to-date federal court decisions, you read FedAgent.com. If you aren't reading FedAgent.com, subscribe today. It's free. Don't let this source pass you by. I'm John Adler, President of the Federal Law Enforcement Officers Association, and I approve this message. You're listening to Fed Talk on Federal News Radio, 1500 AM. Uh, we're coming back to our conversation with representatives from the National Park Service from uh, Rock Creek Park, uh, Harpers Ferry National Historic Park in the, the capital region here in D.C. And uh, one of the things I wanted to, to pick up on was uh, we've been talking about ways that folks can f physically connect to the parks. But uh, I know that the, the Park Service, as well as the Department of the Interior, as well as many other federal agencies, are, are using social media uh, to help folks connect virtually to the parks, whether it's with the Cherry Blossom Festival and the cameras at the Tidal Basin so folks all around the world can track 
that beautiful spectacle uh, or some of these other initiatives. Was, was kind of interesting to hear um, how that um, social media angle kind of ties into the, the work that, that's going on around promoting the parks and, and, and getting folks an opportunity to engage and, and learn what's going on in their backyards. Yeah, um, so our goal with social media is to provide information and, engage, and engagement for the virtual visitor in addition to our locals and um, previous visitors. And it's really fun um, because no matter where you are, you can feel engaged, you know, follow the photos, um, whether it's a mountain lion out in Santa Monica <laughs> mountains or, um, you know, a historic ranger program or firing demonstration in Harper's Ferry. I'm sure um, you have a lot that you do as well, Lee. Um, but, you know, Instagram is really fun. We have a lot of photographers in our park, and they love to try to track the wildlife. Um, we recently had um, some nesting peregrine falcons, and we had to close a portion of the Maryland Heights climbing wall because of that. Um, you can see the alert on our website if you're interested. Um, so, you know, folks are very interested in the natural and cultural resources, and social media is a great way to engage them. And the Centennial Campaign, which we'll talk about, um, is a great way that you can Submit your own content. You can share your story on findyourpark.com. Um, you can post a photo to Instagram or Facebook or Twitter um, using the hashtag findyourpark um, with the words capitalized. <laughs> um, so anyway, we, we just ask that you'll um, get engaged and really share your experiences with us. And sharing through digital is so important and being able to connect with um, and, and find ways for everyone to share their experiences that they've had. Uh, as part of the Centennial Campaign, the National Park Service and our nonprofit partner, the National Park Foundation, have launched the Find Your Park Campaign with the goal of exposing people um, to all of the national parks and and parks uh, that maybe aren't national parks, but you know your local community parks. And it's really about um, getting out and enjoying those places, protecting those places, and most importantly, redefining what a park means. You know, it's easy to think about national parks when you talk about Yellowstone or Yosemite or the Grand Canyon. Um, but what about Pullman National Historic District in Chicago or, um, you know, Japanese internment camps that are now protected in Hawaii and places here in D.C. like Rock Creek Park that, um, you know, th this incredible spectrum of what we have, the Lincoln Memorial, the Washington Monument. And, you know, a park is is so much more than a natural space and can be. So working to redefine what a park means and help people find what's meaningful to them, find places that they feel connected to. And you can go on findyourpark.com and find a place close to you, find your closest park and share your story, share your experiences. You can actually go in and upload your photos, upload your videos and tell uh, everyone, tell a global audience, tell us what you love and what you found and where you found your park. Yeah, it's really less about us defining what a park is and this is where you have to enjoy it and how you have to enjoy it and you sharing with us where it is you go. Maybe it is one of those little tiny triangles with a bench on it and you go and you watch the birds. I'm watching birds right outside the, the w window right <laughs> Eat now. Eating your lunch. You know, yeah. and eating your lunch. And maybe that's where you find your park and that's your experience. And we want to learn about that. And and the social media, the Facebook pages, that's what a lot of those are for as well in parks. They want you to engage with the rangers on Facebook and have a conversation and not just with the rangers but with your fellow visitors because um, folks who visit parks have their own stories to share and it's it's a community it's a park community and you should be able to share and learn from one another as well so that's the benefit of the social media is it's not just the park telling you what a park should be but it's those experience with other other park visitors and and our collective community of park lovers. 
They are your national parks. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's you know a really interesting way to frame this, in, in terms of you know it's a you don't have to kind of be interested in in every offering that a park may have, but it, it might just be that you want to go see the birds, you want to go on a walk, you want to just be out in in nature, and uh, finding those tiny little things that, that, that make people's days a little brighter and, and give them an opportunity to, to get outside and, and enjoy themselves um, is, is uh, you know, really a, a great part of, you know, what we've talked about is this really uh, high democratic ideal of, of, of public lands that, that belong to the people and, and letting them use them uh, as they see fit and, and, and in the ways that, that they are able to enjoy them most. And there's also the stories that go with it. It's not just nature. I think we've kind of focused a lot on the nature. There's also the history that's mm, there. Um, we have the the Civil War defenses of Washington, the circle parks that surround D.C., and part of those go through Rock Creek Park. And the stories that those have to tell and the stories and the issues that are still relevant today that we need to talk about and talk with each other about um, can be spurred by those those visits to those places and conversations with one another and with the park rangers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I actually wanted to wondered if, if one of you could just talk a little bit more about, you know, I know that many parks have ranger-led tours and other experiences like that. Um, how does that fit into to this bigger vision? Is is that something that um, that all parks have an offering on? Folks just need to, to check out on their, their, their local park websites to, to see when those events might be taking place. I just didn't know if there was anything else that you all felt. Yeah. Absolutely. Every park has a junior ranger program for kids to come out, learn about, and um, take an oath to, to care for these places for the future. Um, you know, you can be a 99-year-old junior ranger. We welcome everyone to that. Uh, but yeah, check out check out the park website, nps.gov. Um, you can find all of the parks in your area, or if you know a park close to you, do a quick internet search and look on their website. Check out their calendar for the upcoming programs, or give them a call and find out um, what you're interested in and what you might um, find enjoyable to participate in or learn about. Yeah, we have um, we have we have hikes, we have geology hikes, we have um, uh, kids um, programs. We've just finishing up some junior ranger camps that we've been doing one and two day camps. So these are all ra- ranger led programs, and they're listed on our our website. So there's a little bit of something for everyone. Definitely. Yeah, we offer a variety of different types of ranger-led hikes and tours at Harper's Ferry and just stop in at the visitor center or stop a ranger or volunteer and they'll help you out. Um, But yeah, our topics are really diverse. A lot of people don't realize, in addition to John Brown's raid and the Civil War, um, we have a lot of African-American history, um, industrial history and transportation, um, as well as natural heritage. So whatever you're interested in, the chances are you can find it at Harper's Ferry. Yeah, And I I think you all make a good point to... to to not discount the the historical um, opportunities and and learning that's that's being preserved in these parks. That's that's part of why they they are protected places. Um, whether it is because it's a, a beautiful natural place or because of a, a cultural a place of cultural significance for our nation. Um, you know, we have different types of parks, different types of national monuments, and uh, I know that the president recently has has started uh, has announced some new, uh, created some new parks and monuments, and didn't know if Jenny wanted to to talk about any of that or the efforts by uh, the president this administration to um, protect new lands and, and new cultural heritage sites. Yeah, I think that's you know ensuring the future and the relevancy of national parks. Um, you know, whether it's looking at some of the theme studies. Uh, like the LGBT theme study that's going on and finding sites that are significant to help tell that story. You know, we have a renewed focus on 
sites and parks that tell the stories of reconstruction and what an important story to tell. So, you know, this president, President Obama has been a champion of public lands, has been a champion of, um, you know, protecting these places so that we can all experience our heritage and learn about it. We have 408 national parks across the country now, which is incredible. And, you know, what you get out and, and learn about your history, learn about your family's history and learn about the events that are really significant in those pivotal moments in our nation. So it's an important part of, um, you know, recognizing there's something for everyone and, and a part close to you. Uh, that's, that's, that's great. I appreciate that. And, and you know, I wanted to, to switch gears a bit because and, and kind of turn back to um, Anacostia Park here in D.C. You know, we talked about it a, a little bit and, and, and you touched on some of the, the efforts to, to kind of the vision for the, the future of that park and just wondered if you had any more information for our uh, listeners, you know, I've I know I've read online about some of the uh, you know kind of the the boat dock and, and kayaking and paddleboarding and other stuff that they have out there. The new um, bike path that kind of goes over the water looks really cool, but haven't had a chance to to see it in person yet. Uh, just you know, I think letting folks know that that this is a a, a developing resource that um, you know uh, not only at Anacostia but at, at all park units, they're they're a constant work in progress to to make sure that we're offering folks opportunities that, that, that they want and, th- and that the public can uh, uh, give, be given different ways to, to get involved and appreciate their, their local park units. Yeah, you know, Anacostia Park is really a, a hidden gem, whether it's biking on the Anacostia River Trail, like you mentioned, um, you know, going to Kenilworth Park and Aquatic Gardens and watching the blue herons fish in the ponds or um, taking a yoga class at Frederick Douglass House on Cedar Hill in Anacostia one, it's an amazing view of D.C. from Cedar Hill. And also, what an incredible uh, man to learn about and take advantage of uh, getting out in your park. And, um, you know, the, the, the National Park Service partnered with Outdoor Afro to offer uh, what has been termed this micro-adventure, part of this micro-adventure movement, and wanted to inspire people to do something different after work or school. And so instead of going home and spending time behind the screen, we want people to get out and have a park experience right in their community. So that's the idea behind yoga at Frederick Douglass. You can go on the park's website and learn about when those are and call the park to make a reservation to participate. You know, there's a skating pavilion in Anacostia Park. It's the only skating pavilion in the (laughs) National Park Service. Not a big surprise there. Um, But until Labor Day, we have free skate rentals every day between 11 and 6 on weekdays and 11 and 7 on weekends uh, where you can go out and, and get on some roller skates and enjoy the skating pavilion in Anacostia Park. You know, getting on the river is so important. There are great opportunities to get on boats, um, whether it's with one of our partners, uh, like the Watershed Society in Anacostia, um, or, you know, running your own boat, bringing your own kayak or paddleboard and getting out on the Anacostia River and exploring the park from a different side. You know, you get these amazing forested and uh, wetland views on the east side of, um, and of the city and uh, look at Nat's Ballpark and some of the new development over there, and it's a beautiful river and a beautiful place to get out and explore. Yeah. And you mentioned uh, the the various kind of uh, affiliates that, that the Park Service partners with, whether it's conservancy groups, waterway groups, other groups. You know, uh, 
curious to, to hear more about uh, how those partnerships work, how important they are to uh, the efforts that are that are going on at the Park Service. And, and I'm sure that each of, of your park units have, have these different relationships with various groups. Yeah, our friends, group, and partners are so important to the success of national parks. You know, the director of the National Park Service, John Jarvis, likes to say that partners make the difference in the margin of excellence. And we need to leverage those opportunities and find ways um, to engage in programming, engage in opportunities that are mutually beneficial. Um, and the partnerships in Anacostia Park in particular are growing. They're exciting. We're doing a lot of really amazing things over there that's going to um, change the face of Anacostia Park and, and hopefully do a better job of bridging the city, but also remain true to itself and um, something that is still beneficial to all communities. You know, I, I know in Rock Creek Park, they have a, an incredible partnership with the Rock Creek Conservancy, um, more important this year than, uh, and moving into the future for the next 125 years, I'm sure Lee can um, highlight some of those partnership opportunities. Um, yeah, Rock Creek Conservancy is one of our key um, partners. Um, they've been working with us uh, diligently on the 125th um, and, and raising awareness of the park and the state of the park and the needs for the park. And they regularly do cleanups within the park. Um, you know, they extend beyond Rock Creek Park, the whole Rock Creek itself. And so um, they play a major role in the, the watershed of Rock Creek and the stormwater issues that we have there. Other partners, we have the Dumbarton Oaks Conservancy, which has played a, a, a crucial role in um, rehabilitating meadows within the Dumbarton Oaks um, portion of the park. We have the Friends of Pierce Mill, which, were, again, was crucial to bringing back uh, the working water wheel at, at the mill so that we can have demonstrations on a regular basis. So all these partners that we have, um, we, couldn't, we couldn't be doing what we do without them. So they're key. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and Harper's Ferry, it's no different. Um, partners are kind of the way of the future for certain things that we want and need to do. Um, some of our big partners at Harper's Ferry include the Civil War Trust. They come out and do big cleanups on the battlefields. Um, the Mid-Atlantic Climbers Group, uh, Rock Climbers, I know they've also volunteered in Rock Creek Park. Um, they are really awesome. That's an example of an outdoor rec group that's really taking ownership of where they like to recreate, which I think is cool. Um, we have student alternative spring break groups from Boston University, um, all over the East Coast. They come uh, for weeks or weekend trips. You know, it's really cool, all these partners and volunteer groups that help support the park and make it the way it is. And if you're looking for a way to get involved, um, reaching out to a park partner is a great way to do that and find volunteer opportunities and ways to help protect parks. Mm -hmm. We also have the Student Conservation Association, which is a national park partner. Um, and this is a great opportunity for uh, folks to uh, do internships with parks and do a variety of different things. And, and um, earlier this year for Earth Day, we had the student conservation and a bunch of volunteers come out and do a huge cleanup for Earth Day for us. So not only to come in in the park and do specific jobs as a, a student, but the group itself will bring in um, volunteers to do larger projects, one day projects in, in a one blast, if you will. Absolutely. Yeah, we have an SCA crew um, with us right now for a couple weeks, and they're just outstanding youth from all over the country. Really impressive. That's really great. Well, we're going to um, talk about that a little bit more after our next break, ways for folks to, to get involved locally, but also kind of going over um, where folks can learn more information and, and resources about the uh, uh, opportunities here at uh, our local parks here in the, the D.C. area after our uh, last break. You're listening to Fed Talk on Federal News Radio, 1500 a.m. 
The Boys and Girls Club's highlights with Renthea Ross, VP Geico. Butler Wyatt takes a whole child approach to elementary education. Teachers, administrators, counselors, and support staff work together to meet the intellectual, social, behavioral, and emotional needs of 120 children ages 8 to 18. You can help make sure the Butler Wyatt Clubhouse doors stay open. Donate today at www.aplacefortheKids.com. Welcome back. You're listening to Fed Talk on Federal News Radio, 1500 AM. I'm joined in the studio today by Jenny Anzelmo Sarles. She's a spokesperson for the National Park Service in the uh, Capital Region. Lee Snook, the Chief of Interpretation, Education, and Outreach at Rock Creek Park. And Samantha Zerbaugh, the Volunteer Program Manager at Harpers Ferry National Historic Park. Uh, we've been talking about both national initiatives from the Park Service, but as well as giving folks more in, in the D.C. area more information about uh, these parks and resources and, and opportunities uh, right here in our backyard in the D.C. area. And uh, before the break, we were talking about um, friends and partner groups and, and other ways for, for folks to get involved. Um, but I know that there's also direct volunteer opportunities with the parks themselves and, and other ways for folks to get involved and just was hoping that uh, – uh, you, you could each talk about, uh, you know, the, where people can can find out about those opportunities, how 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 to best plug in. Um, Rock Creek Park um, has a variety of different opportunities. Um, the Friends of Pierce Mill um, help us by uh, providing volunteers that give programs at the mill on a regular basis, and we have um, description of those positions on our website at nps.gov/roc. <laughs> um, and um, Rock Creek Conservancy um, has uh, volunteer opportunities to do cleanups with us. Um, we do have our own weed warriors that go out and um, uh, get rid of the English ivy and invasives in the park. Um, a lot of these are on our website um, as well as volunteer.gov. Um, we do have uh, volunteers that also help us at the Nature Center and, and work with our rangers to present programs. Um, to work with the kids that come in. Um, so there's a lot of different um, opportunities to volunteer. At Harper's Ferry, um, we also have a lot of diverse opportunities. Um, what's cool about our volunteer program is that um, it spans every generation. So we have students from middle school age up through retirees, and we offer things that all kinds of people are interested in. Um, we have a really strong internship program. Um, so we encourage college students to check that out, um, also recent graduates. Um, that information is on our website, again, nps.gov slash H-A-F-E. Um, we have visitor services volunteers, um, living history volunteers who wear the period clothing and help with special workshops and events and firing demonstrations. Um, you know, it, there are really, there's really no end to the help that we need. We actually just launched a brand new, um, really exciting program called the Park Watch Volunteer Program. And it's um, based on Maryland Heights on our most popular trail, which a lot of D.C. people love to hike. Um, and you can help us care for it by monitoring it, watching for graffiti and any kind of trail issues. Um, so that's something that we just ask for a few hours of time a month um, commitment on. So you don't have to volunteer full-time um, to get engaged. And check out those volunteer opportunities on volunteer.gov um, or our park websites. And just we've talked a lot about today that there's a park for everyone, but there's a volunteer opportunity for everyone too. Whatever your interests are, maybe it's 
um, helping tell the story of the Civil War. Maybe it's uh, showing people and teaching people about birds. There's an opportunity out there for you to help us and to share places and share your passion with um, your friends, your neighbors, and your community. And I think, you know, what to me, what's the most interesting about that opportunity is, you know, you might be volunteering your time, but, but, but in doing so, you're probably going to be spending time in a place that you already wanted to be anyway, whether it is out birding, hiking, kayaking, whatever, learning about a historical aspect of that park and, and getting a chance to, to own that and, and, and help tell that story um, is, is something that's, that's really cool and, and a neat opportunity and, and I think helps drive kind of that concept of, um, you know, ownership of these parks and back into the citizenry. Um, I think that's uh, r- really fantastic and uh, I, I know is a, a big part of the, the centennial efforts and, and efforts to, uh, to get folks to, to understand that, that they have these connections with these, these various parks. Yeah, and volunteers are so critical to what we do and they're so critical to ensuring the future of um, national parks and all public lands. Secretary of the Interior Sally Jewell launched uh, an initiative um, a couple months ago to have a hundred, excuse me, a million, a million volunteers uh, on public lands. And and you're right, these places are, are ours and we should um, help care for them and help share them with our friends. How are we going? How are we going to find those those mil, those million individuals? Is it gonna? Is that uh, dependent on partnerships with these friends groups, organizations that we're already working with, or, or are we going to need to find uh, new opportunities for engagement? And 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 I'm sure those opportunities are already being sought out. The opportunities are already there, uh, and we do need support. And our friends groups have, um, you know, if they weren't already, are engaging in that way, but. Uh, they're an important part of recruiting volunteers and providing volunteer opportunities. But also, all parks have a volunteer coordinator, so you can reach out to a park local to you directly and um, talk to them about what opportunities there already are to volunteer. Or if you see things where you think you can make a difference, reach out and let us know, and we'd love to talk to you and see uh, what opportunities might might be there. That's, that's great. Absolutely. I know I've I've participated in the uh, the Weed Warrior program up in uh, the area that I live in outside Silver Spring and in some of our our parks that are part of the National Maryland National Capital Park and Planning Commission. And uh, you know it's a fun way to to get out and and do some physical labor, but also you know uh, oftentimes those invasive species really do. And you know Lee, you talked about it at, at Rock Creek. They they take over the the natural habitat that. Uh, but once you pull all that stuff down, you realize, well, oh, this actually looked a whole lot better when we're able to see the trees that are supposed to be here instead of the the plants that that look cool in your garden, but but <laughs> might not uh, naturally be uh, part of the ecosystem. Yeah, and it's not just the look of it though, because it brings back also those species that mm-hmm. find that place and make that place their home. And when an invasive comes in and drives out what they normally rely on, you know that those birds, those butterflies, what have you, will disappear as well. So you're doing really great work for not just the park, but for the animals and the plants that call it home. And it doesn't have to be a huge commitment. You know, you don't have to go every week. It could be a weekend thing you do once in a blue moon. So there really is something for everybody. I actually started as a, as a volunteer myself 17 years ago. So, um, and it was some of my funnest, funnest times. Yep. You'll find that a lot of MPS staff did start as a volunteer or an intern. But the pollinator issue is so important right now. We just recently launched a new pollinator garden, volunteer run and maintained. Um, So that's one example of how you can get involved. You know, we're looking for master gardeners, master naturalists uh, to lend a hand. So any kind of expertise that you have like that, we can always use it. That's great. 
Well, you know, we're we're heading into our final few minutes of the the program here, and uh, and I know we've covered a, a lot of ground today, but wanted to give you each an opportunity to to kind of let folks know, you know, some of these websites, some of these hashtags, some of these other places that they can go for 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 resources, but also just. Uh, uh, a chance to to plug each of your own uh, units and opportunities that that we've uh, got out there. Um, you know, Jenny, you're you're kind of representing our our, our big picture here. Uh, you know, you, you want to just give us kind of a, a summary of of kind of what's going on for Centennial, the Kid in Every Park, and and some of these other initiatives. Yeah, you know, we've we've talked about it a lot, but with the National Park Service turning 100 just next year in 2016, um, we want people to get out and find their park. And you can visit www.findyourpark.com, which is supported by our nonprofit partner, the National Park Foundation, um, to learn about parks closest to you and to share your stories. We really want to hear from you and, and hear uh, what what's important to you and what you love about your parks. So findyourpark.com, on social media, hashtag findyourpark. And we look forward to seeing you out there. Uh, well, Lee, Lee or um, Samantha, any other last words on uh, Rock Creek or, or Harper's Ferry? You know, I know that we're going to have some some great cooler weather this weekend uh, and should give folks an opportunity to uh, to get out there. What's what's going on this weekend or or what do we what do we want folks to, to go take advantage of right now? Uh, well, um, what we'd really like to stress is it's the 125th of the park. You know, the centennial for the Park Service is next year, but we're turning 125 this year. Um, and mark your calendar for Sunday, September 27th, for our um, Rock Creek Park Day and celebration at the Nature Center. Um, we're going to have a, a party, and we'd like you all to, to be there and celebrate with us. Yeah, absolutely. That's going to be a huge weekend across the service in the in the capital region. Um, again, we would like to invite you to come out the day before so it doesn't conflict um, <laughs> on September 26th and maybe even volunteer or bring your family, um, have your kids do the Junior Ranger program, um, have some fun. But as far as this weekend, get out there, you know, do a last minute summer trip. It's relatively inexpensive. Um, Harper's Ferry, we're 90 minutes away. You know, a lot of people don't think about us, but we would love to see you and we will welcome you with open arms. Yeah, so, you know, there are a lot of opportunities, findyourpark.com. If you're interested in learning more about um, how your fourth grader and your family can get a free pass to visit public lands in 2016, it actually starts this fall and in the fall of 2015, visit doi.gov slash everykid. That's doi as in the Department of the Interior gov slash everykid. And if you're looking for opportunities to volunteer, volunteer.gov is a great place to go and learn about the many opportunities that are, are out there. Well, well, great. Well, you know, I've I've really appreciated this uh, conversation as someone who, you know, as I mentioned earlier, got got uh, into the the current role that I've had now um, through uh, a, a long road that that took me through national many national parks and forests. Um, you know, I've I've appreciated this opportunity to to share with our listeners here in the D.C. area, kind of uh, reminding them that that we have so much at, at our disposal here in the in our backyard in the capital area, and that. There really is something for for everyone, and uh, you know, kind of just echo the the call from our guests today. I'd, I'd like to thank uh, again uh, Jenny Anzelmo Sarles from the uh, National Park Service Capital Region, uh, Lee Snook, the Chief of Interpretation, Education, and Outreach at Rock Creek Park, and uh, Samantha Zerboff, the Volunteer Program Manager out at Harper's Ferry National Historic Park. You know, I've uh, appreciated this conversation today, and uh, you know, hope that. Uh, Y'all keep up the the good work. Uh, you know, I know that we'll 
do the same, letting uh, folks know about uh, the opportunities that we have not only here in in the D.C. area, but uh, out uh, along the country. And uh, we'd love to to have some folks from the Park Service back um, sometime during the centennial next year um, where we can uh, further discuss some of the initiatives and activities that are going on, see uh, how many fourth graders we're actually getting out there. Maybe we're going to have figures on, on how many new guests are going out to parks or something like that. I'm, I'm really excited to um, take part in, in the centennial and to uh, to help you all um, talk about that. So uh, again, I'd uh, like to thank you all again so much for um, being on the show t- uh, today. Um, and I uh, encourage all of our listeners out there, uh, get out there and find your park. I uh, hope everyone has a great weekend. And uh, we'll see you next time here on Fed Talk. You're listening to Federal News Radio, 1500 a.m. mornings at 10, Aileen Black and Gigi Shum host Women of Washington. Hear from Washington, D.C.'s ambitious and influential female executives, role models for the next generation Washington leader. Then at 11, Shaw, Bransford, and Roth talk about the legal implications of management decisions on Fed Talk. And at noon, listen for Fed Access with Derek T. Dorch to learn the best career path for you. Management Friday on federalnewsradio.com and 1500 a.m.